Last time on Day Players. Dr. Conrad Winston. Human, Battlemaster. Percival Jackson, the Abjuration Wizard, a human. Chiron Hygieia, a Celestial Warlock, huge burly half-orc. Patient outside, they need help! Dragonborn. He must be casting on pure instinct. This is the Mayor's son. <gasps> Everybody calls me Brock. Substances that you could exacerbate a condition such as this. Aldebaran, that stuff's crazy. Where'd he get something like that? I'm having an affair with a patient, Charisse Dubois. Nora Rice, who you are fucking. Yeah, yeah. I've got to go check on the coupon boy, ask him a couple questions. Uh, would you like to join me? Come along, Grace. Oh, all right. So three of you guys are headed up to Coupon Town. You're in your office, Dr. Winston, Morgan. And uh, one of the staff is knocking on your door and says, Dr. Winston, there's a Mrs. Dubois to see you. Oh, yes, of course. Send her in. It might actually be a little easier if you come with me. Very well, then. And I'll, I'll stand up and follow them. This is Chadwick. Remember Chadwick? Ah, Chadwick. I do remember Chadwick. So Chadwick is coming along and Chadwick is like, I heard you did some amazing things uh, in the OR last night. I'd love to get in there next time and, you know, see for myself firsthand. Yes, yes, Chadwick. In time, when you are ready. Uh, yeah, of, of course, of course. But he doesn't look super happy. So he leads you down to, like, the waiting area. There we have your lover, Charisse Dubois, if I remember correctly. That's right? correct. Okay. Dubois. And she is sitting, and she has, like, you know, a cane that is too... You know, she's really too young to have a cane, but as you mentioned, she has mm, yes. triple cancer. Triple cancer, yes. Oh, that's right. Chadwick uh, glances from Dr. Winston over to Charisse. Well, um, I'll leave you two to it. Yes, leave us, Chadwick. Good. Miss Dubois, what brings you to our humble establishment? She gives you a wry smile and she goes, Well, what do you think, Conrad? I couldn't stay away. <laughs> my dear, we can't do this here. Come with me to my office. No, it's, it's so difficult for me to move. I didn't have the strength to come up the stairs to your office, darling. Think nothing of it. We can we can have our discussion here. What what is the trouble, my dear? And I sit next to her, obviously. I I have triple cancer, Conrad. So I was. <laughs> all alone and I thought why am I spending this time alone why would I sit around who knows how long I have I wanted to be here with you ah Charisse you know that I can't have an open relationship with a patient my very career would be on the line if my father were to find out oh your father everything is for your father it's not for him damn it why is pleasing him so important to you? I have no intention of pleasing my father. I am trying to surpass him. This whole institution will one day be under my watchful care. I just need to prove to him that I am worthy of taking that position. I know I'm already there, but he still thinks I have more to learn. He thinks that my reckless behavior is standing in the way of my true success. I don't know if I will live to see any of this. 
You're talking about times which mean nothing to me. Why not be just here right now, Conrad? Let's go somewhere. Just you and me. Don't worry about my husband. Ah, oh, my flower. I can't leave my life's work, my life's ambition. Even if I was to continue operating in some secluded glade with you patiently waiting for me at home each day, I can't say for certain if it would be enough. I have this hunger, this desire, this ambition. And though my love for you is strong, I do not know if I can turn away from my family business. She's kind of been leaning her head a little bit on your shoulder. She grips your lapel even tighter and she goes, I know this is what I love about you, Conrad. <laughs> and you see like an old lady who's also in the waiting room, like kind of lean over. Like, uh -huh. get, get a better look. <laughs> you got to get in on this. Yours <laughs> perk up. I will put my hand on her hand, just like on the armrest, you know. I cannot give you forever, but I can give you this moment. You're having this tender moment, and it lasts for maybe a minute, maybe just a few seconds. You're not sure. But then it is broken when Grubna runs up. Dr. Winston, you didn't forget about your 11 a.m. surgery, did you? I jerked my hand away. I can't show any signs of affection while we're here in front of another intern. Uh, yes, I, I, it seems to have slipped my mind. I must go, Mrs. Dubois. Of course, Conrad. Should I wait here? I'm afraid that this might be a long one. It was good to see you, Conrad. What made my day. And we're off. All right, so you guys got to go rush off to a surgery. Uh, let's go next to Chiron. Where do, you, where do you think you'd be? Making the rounds. Just checking on patients, prepping them for other operations, training up some of the other nurses, that kind of thing. You're kind of doing the rounds. You bump into Sweeney, who is a... Uh, Sweeney's a half-elf. Oh, hey, Chiron. Have you checked on the lot child yet? Yes, they seem to be recovering a little bit finely. Were you the one that placed the catheter? Uh, yes, I, I did, actually. Well done. Uh, much cleaner than the one that we had last month. Uh, you're getting better. Oh, thank, thank you. Of course. You let me know if there's any other developments on lot right away, okay? I'm counting on you. Absolutely, of course. You see across down at the end of the ward, Chaz enter. Now, Chaz Ugh. has to be... A human wearing like a gray suit and yep. it doesn't matter what time period this is or what technology level or what fantasy elements this guy has uh frosted tips oh <laughs> i'll try to kind of like subtly hide myself a little bit behind my clipboard just like oh just really like face in oh hey chiron there you are looking for you man Hello, Chaz. He shooka 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 saunters down, does his goofy butt walk <laughs> down the uh down, down the ward. Hey, so you're the one handling the paperwork on the coupon lad, right? That's me. Yeah, yeah. Do you have that? Do you have that with you by chance? Not immediately. I think I left it back at my desk. So what was the deal? I heard he got like he was like dumped. Out, out, out front of the ER, is that, is that right? Yes, one of the residents found him uh, outside, and so we took him in because he was seizing. 
gotcha and that's all like uh that you got that all down in the in the in the paperwork is that all been documented and everything yes that should all be accurately reflected in the paperwork great well so what i wanted to talk to you about is you know he is the mayor's son and i think that those parts maybe you should go back and uh maybe just take them out take them out yeah, just the, you know, the, the the exact circumstances, you know, of, of how he arrived. Scrub those a little bit. Chaz, I know you're not on the medical side of this operation, but those details are important for ensuring proper treatment. Yeah, I, I totally, I get that, Chiron. And, you know, I know that you're not on, like, the business side of this, the real world elements of this. I've been talking to the mayor's office and, you know, I think they would really prefer if yeah, you went in and, you know, lost a few papers or something. Just whatever it is that that little detail about how he arrived is not really in there. He puts an arm on your shoulders and he obviously has to reach up because yeah. there's no way this guy is more than 5'8". Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Chiron will give the very meaningful shrug off. I may not be in the business side or the real world side of things as you say but those details will be kept strictly between me and the patient and any doctors that will be caring for him do you know that's exactly what i want to chiron i want them just kept between you and the doctors and the patient and you know just forget about the the paperwork i know you'll do the right thing you know we got to stay on the good side of uh politicians here because i don't know if you noticed but we're out of uh, dragonborn blood in the blood bank, Ooh. you know? Like, we're really... That's just one sign of how strapped for cash this place is. Good to see you, Chiron, and make sure you go through those files. And then he butt walks out. Of course he did finger guts. Oh, what a tool. I, <laughs> I, I think Chiron's definitely going with the unsubtle simmering glower yeah he doesn't think you like him <laughs> yeah i figured so now we got dr jackson dr rice and grace going to talk to brock the dragonborn the mayor's son well how's it going there spitfire and i pick up this chart i see that someone has filled in brock underneath the first name section of the chart and i say well brock croupon i see Son of the mayor, do you want to explain why you had elderberries in your system? What? Are you my doctor? That's right. I'm Dr. Percival Jackson, lead field medic in the Battle of the Red Fields, and I want you to tell me why your toxicology report tested positive for elderberries. Grace is like, Dr. Jackson, are you sure this is necessary? I got to know. Aren't you supposed to, like, be nice to me or something? Nice is saving your life. Nice is not being hopped up on whatever you were on last night so that you cast a fireball in an operating room. What happened? I'm so confused. I cast fireball? Yes. You were convulsing. We had you strapped to the table. And all of a sudden, a fireball went off. And you could have killed everybody in that operating room. I mean, I'm sorry, man, but I don't remember any of that. I was unconscious. Where'd the berries come from, Brock? I Honestly, I don't know what you're talking about. Is berries? I hate berries, man. Where'd you go yesterday? As a dragonborn, when he does the, he's like, what do you call those little like mustache limb? Yeah. 
You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? They you mean you mean like how dragons have like the Fu Manchu mustache? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that thing. But it's like a physical. It's like part of their body. Yeah. Yeah. So those go flop. Okay. Flop, 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 flop. Okay. Great. Uh, I mean, like, I was at my house, and then we were hanging out, and then I went to a dinner party with some like my dad's friends, and like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, that's it. Was there anyone unusual at that dinner party? I mean, I think all my dad's friends are pretty unusual. What's the last thing you remember? I remember having dessert. Yeah, we had a good chocolate mousse, I think. Or maybe it was a creme brulee. Anything to drink? I mean, yeah. What'd you drink? Oh, uh, I was, you know, we had water, we had wine, party stuff. You had wine. All right, well, I'll come back to you if we have any questions. Hit the buzzer if you need anything. You have any questions for me? Um, no. Try to take it easy. Sorry if I startled you when I came in. Nora, do you have anything you'd like to ask? I have some things I'd like to ask you. She, like, shuffles you and Grace, like, out the door. Unless you are already out the door. No, that's fine. I'm fine with this. Okay, so we're in the hallway. I'm sorry, what, what was that? Do you think he's, like, a grunt or something? I don't know what's going on, but I've seen elderberries before. And they're not to be played with. Some of the worst enemies I ever saw were low-level wizards hopped up on elderberries, shredding through my whole unit. I understand that, Dr. Jackson. But this is a kid. This is not one of your... This is not one of your soldiers. You know, you can't just talk to him like that. You think that's going to get results? Maybe you're right. I just needed to impress on him how important it was that he stay away from those berries. I jumped to conclusions... It won't happen again. That's not the first time I've heard you say that something wouldn't happen again. And it might not be the last. (laughs) Boom. Grace, like, looks back and forth between you two. (laughs) And she's like... Grace, what are you doing here? (laughs) Grace has been there the whole time. Grace, like, looks back and forth between the two of you. She's like, (laughs) oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's very, you know, it's hard being human. We, you know, often go... Fall back into old habits and stuff. Um, I'm just going to go check on, um, I'm going to go check on, um, do my rounds, you know, see, check up on the, uh, some of the patients. Uh, yeah, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) (laughs) And she like gets out of there. All right. So we're going to cut down to the OR where Dr. Winston is in the middle of another, is in the middle of his scheduled surgery. So, you know, last night was an emergency surgery. This one was like, plan and things were a little more set up i'm gonna say that what this one is is a magical accident where um there was a what race should they be i'm gonna say there was a a gnome so they're tiny who had a magical accident where all of their appendages were rotated like one clockwise oh my god (laughs) okay that's pretty rough (laughs) so like now their, you know, now their their head is on, you know, their shoulder, their left shoulder, and you know, oh. you know, their their arms so need... on their leg. So then... so so as opposed to a magical fix, we were like, we're just gonna chop them all off and put them in the right spot. Chop it and screw it, baby. Exactly. So. Oh my god. What what would be a good mechanic? Do you think if we have that he has 
Well, would you, so I'm thinking. Would you cut I'm thinking all the, the only reason you do them one at a time. No, you don't cut all the limbs off. I think that that is a hard no. I think what you would do is you would cut one and then cut the next one and then reattach the first cut and then cut again, reattach the second cut. You know, right? Working. Clock. You don't just like just cut all limbs off at the same time because then you have some limbs that are cut off longer than others. That's, and that's it's all true. about time. It's all about time to reattach. I do know that. You've gone two through these. So let's say you've gotten the, oh man, I, fu- man, I, tur- I made a fucking Sudoku puzzle for myself, didn't I? So. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Draw a picture. Let's say you're doing the last, the last two. How about that? Sure. Okay, good. You got, you got the three done already. So what? you got to get the head back and the other arm back. Team... Prepare for the head amputation. And I go in. Uh, 25. Ooh, clean cut. You cut his head right off. What are you using? Is this like a scalpel? I, yeah, I picture this being less battle axe and more precise. Totally, yeah. It's the reattaching that's the tricky part. I'm going to have to work really quickly to reattach all the different pieces of the head to the neck. I'll take Rickles and I'll take... Winkle. Cool, cool. With the tiny hands. And they are going to reposition the head. I cut through the the new neck, and they now are holding the decapitated head. They have to rush to get it over and get it lined up, and then I can start putting it together. Maneuvering attack. They just immediately get to move at half their move speed, and it like takes no time, theoretically. Because okay. it's happening while I do my stuff. And then action surge because this is the this is the time this is the big move yeah and i'll do action surge to begin stitching the head back to the body all right i start sewing it together oh no we got a nine. Oh, uh oh uh-oh. here's our complication as you are stitching in your rush you just barely you nick the jugular <gasps> and just Oh, little gnome blood starts. So it's like a little blood fountain. Okay. (laughs) A little fountain. Of course, the machine starts doing the scary sounds. It changes, you know, pitch and rhythm. Who is in the room that I haven't said yet? I feel like Grubna would probably be in there. All right, I I put my hands to try and stop some of the bleeding. Grubna, go and get Jackson and Hygieia. Tell them to bring 40 cc's of gnome blood. Extra sweet. <laughs> she nods and is off. I can only hold the bleeding back for a number of seconds before we're going to need that transfusion. So she rushes out. So Rickles and, and Winkle glance at each other and they're nervous. And Rickles goes, should we go get Dr. Winston Sr.? Winkle's like, no, he's in, he's in another surgery right now. Don't worry. We're all professionals here. I know that in times like this, we look up. We look to those who have done more, done things before us. But this is the time when we become those people. The time when we become legends. We just need to focus on saving this one life. They glance at each other, clearly thinking like, well, is he all there? Because Dr. Conrad Winston Jr. did cause this. He made a mistake. And now he's talking about becoming a legend. And they're like, hmm... Rickles goes, well, I suppose 
Dr. Jungerberg wouldn't be a good idea either. Jungerberg is reckless. He's got those big meaty hands. Yeah, he, he, he'd, he'd want to do this with like an axe or something or wrap like a whole rope around his neck. I don't know. There's a reason the two of you are here. We need delicacy. We need precision. Something that... What is it? Jägermeister? What is it? Jungerberg. <laughs> Something that Jungerberg doesn't have the capability of. Uh, Chiron, Tommy, you get the... You feel the, the little jangle, jangle, jangle of the magical hospital pager, which I'd say it's like a, a ring of keys, like a really tiny ring of keys, and they flip. They... They just dangle? Oh, no, no, no. They, they rotate around the ring until oh. they get to the one of the place you're supposed to go to. So you get the... And it flips over to the key for the OR. The OR. There must be a patient coding down there. I'm sorry, Mr. Grubble Money, but I have to go. The other nurses will take care of you. And I sprint out the room. Ah, good to see you, young man. You as well, sir. Don't forget to take your medication. All right. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to say you're running down the hall and you see Grubna down a side hall and she goes, Nurse Chiron, we need, we need 40 cc's of gnome's blood in the OR. You got it. I believe Dr. Jackson was downstairs reviewing the test results. You run after him. I'll go and retrieve the gnome's blood. All right, cool. And she struggles off at her 25-foot booze speed again. <laughs> little legs just booking it. Let's actually stay with Tommy for a second. Okay. Take Yeah, take us to the thing. The blood bank, yes indeed. So Yeah, tell me about the blood bank. There's a large room that is sort of the biohazardous material storage, and there's all kinds of crazy shit. Bloods from all the races, maybe some weird magical parasites that eat disease that have to be kept frozen and like sleeping. Maybe some like hyper-cooled tools for cutting into ice elementals and things. Mm. Uh, and I think there's always a wizard on duty who is constantly casting Frostbolt at all times into a device to just maintain a constant cold state. So Chiron will, will run past the attending wizard. His name is Frosty. <laughs> Fuck it. Maybe they're all named Frosty. I like it. Frostish? Maybe the Frostiche. position is the Frostman. Frostish, I need 40 cc's of gnome's blood. Stat! Oh, you got it. And he runs off down the aisles, and he comes back. Those 40 cc's, you said? 40 cc's. Hurry, man. We got 30 of gnome's blood. 30? We're pretty, we're pretty low in the blood bank. You know, it's the market prices keep going up. I'll go into the back. We might have some that's past its date. Keep looking. Maybe we have some of that artificial gnome's blood that sometimes can work for some patients. Goblin's blood? Goblin Fud, are you crazy, man? With that kind of thinking, you'll never get past Frost Wizard around here. I like it in here. That's, I'm sorry I snapped. You're doing really good work. It's just a high-pressure environment. Well, then you better get out of here. Get, in, get, to that, get to that surgery. You're right. I'll take those 30 cc's and let me know if you find any more. I will. At this point, I, I, I think Chiron is reflecting internally. No more dragon's blood and... We're, all, we're almost out of gnome's blood as well. Maybe Chaz was right. Maybe I should be more focused on the financial aspects of this hospital. But there's no time. And he sprints off to the OR. All right, cool. Now I think we can go to uh, Dr. Jackson. Let's actually cut it so that you are still standing outside of Brock's room 
with Nora. There is a short pattering. You see Grumna sprint past, and then she turns and sprints back, and she goes, Dr. Jackson, oh my god, oh my god, oh, Dr. Jackson, is your pager, is your pager? Yeah, what's wrong? And I look at it, and I see that I have several missed pages. You do. It's like O-R, O-R, O-R. Uh-oh. Damn, what's going on, Grubna? There's been, there's been a complication in the, uh, in the operating room on a no. Dr. Winston wants you there. Oh my god, as fast as possible. Grace, you ran? Meet me in the OR. Grubna, Paige Grace, have her meet me in the OR. I gotta go right now. And I, I'm just gonna start doing a sprint towards the OR. Cool. I think we go back to the OR. We're in the OR, and you know you have the the machine making the the scary beeps, right? You know, there's the there's the alarms and stuff, and into this uh, frantic environment bursts uh, Chiron with the little tiny packet of sweet gnome's blood. Doctor, I have gnome's blood here. Thank God, get it hooked up. We need that blood in this little body as quick as we can. Right away. Now, here's here's a question. As I'm setting up the IV bag, does extra sweet gnome blood look different from sweet gnome blood? Perception? Yeah, do a perception roll as you're hooking this thing up. 19. It's not extra sweet, but wouldn't you know that because you just asked for gnome's blood? Wait a minute, doctor. Does this gnome need extra sweet gnome's blood? Yes, of course. That's why I told Grubna to get some. My god, she only told me Regular gnome's blood. This gnome's blood isn't extra sweet. It'll have to do. There's no time. Hook it up and hook them in. I think I can fix this. And I'm going to use prestidigitation to change the flavor of this blood to make it sweeter. (laughs) I mean, it's like, you know, the flavor is half of the flavor ability. (laughs) Flavor is the spirit. Yeah. I know this is unconventional medicine, Doctor, but I have to try. I'm all, all right. for another experiment. It's sick. I love it. Okay. Perfect. Uh, you got this now modified gnome's blood that is now extra modified. sweet. Only 30 cc's. It's not like that's less. That's not an unusably small amount, but it doesn't leave you the room for error. And then... And then Rickles says, we're losing them. Not on my watch. Percival comes busting into the OR. Da-da. Perfect. Conrad, what's going on here? I think you can just look at it and engage <laughs> what's going on. Okay, so I, I observe the situation and I say, who here has been practicing the general repose spell? General repose? But that's for undead. Sometimes you gotta add a little bit of flavor to the spice of life. Just then... Grace comes up behind you. <sighs> Dr. Jackson, you, you needed me? Yeah, Grace, you've been working on that general repose I taught you? Uh, yes, of course, of course, Dr. Jackson. Well, get your materials, because it's time to go. Right. Yeah, read me the materials. What do we need for general repose? A pinch of salt and one copper piece placed on each of the patient's, it says corpse, corpse's eyes. <laughs> Which must remain there for the duration. I think stuff that vanilla, uh, Grace is just carrying on her. She's yeah. the she's top of the class. So, yeah. You all focus on the head. I'm going to give y'all a hand. 
<laughs> and I, nice. And I cast That's good. Unseen Servant, and an invisible, mindless, shapeless force holds that arm against the patient's body, and I get to sewing. Oh, All right. And I think that means we should do a roll for initiative. Ooh, oh, yeah. Right. Where's my dice at? All right. 17. 16. 15. All right. And Grace got well below that. She was uh, uh, still still catching up. It takes her a little while to cast uh, she's an intern. That, that spell. Yeah. Well, she's digging around for the components. Yeah. Right. Okay. She's She's got the salt, but she's like, I can't find the second coin. Rickles is like, we're losing them. Chiron says, we need to restart his heart. Everyone, get back. And I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp. Hell yeah. All right. That's a, a catch-up I took. Yeah. So uh, electricity sparks on Chiron's hands, and he's going he's gonna to rub his hands together, generating even more, and say, clear, and smack this patient in the chest. 23. Yeah, you get him. So you, do, you come in with your hands. Yeah, my hands are the defibrillator pads. Perfect, which is not actually what those are used for, of course. That's not for restarting people's hearts? We're not doctors. A defibrillator for is it uh, resets a heart that is already beating, but beating erratically. That's what they did to me. Oh. So. Um, interesting. interesting. Yes, yeah, so you come in with your hands like they're the paddles, and you just, boom, and the gnomes <laughs> recently attached two legs and arm oh <laughs> do they go straight up into the air and then flop back down again oh thank oh. god as long as they stay attached <laughs> oh yeah the... you did a gr- you did a great job on the previous nice one. suit your doctor just... <laughs> are they no longer flatlining that's the question yeah you get him back <sighs> we've got him back on target you gotta you gotta pulse again we have him back doctor but please hurry All right, now we are on to Jackson with your unseen servant. The servant gets the arm and moves it over to our patient, and I pick up my stitching kit, and I'm going to attempt to reattach the arm. So we're saying a sleight of hand check? I think so, yeah. So you're basically... So what's happening here is you have... Is unseen servant totally invisible? Yes. Yes. Sick. So you just have this invisible entity that grabs the arm out of the the metal tray, I imagine. It's just like, whoop. So it just floats over into position. So you have both hands free to do-do-do-do-do. And you got to also, you know, you got to make sure all the arteries are in the right place and everything. Like, you got to actually line some stuff up. 16. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. That's something. That is. You You get them. You get them, you know. You you're, you're going around, and it's not lightning fast, and it's not perfect, but you are getting the job done. Like a field medic does. It doesn't have to be clean. You just got to get out there. That's right. That's true. Anything else on your turn? No, I think that's about it. All right. Winston. What do we got? Their heart's been restarted. They got the blood coming back in. You're, you, got, you got time. You guys have bought some time. Okay. All I need to focus on is reattaching this damn head. So I'm just going to go for it. Oh my god. I got even Uh-oh. lower. I got an eight. Oh. Oh no. Uh. That's how it goes in the operating room sometimes. I'm gonna say you're trying, but you just you you make it you make it worse. You make the same I'm not gonna say you like hit the other one, but you make it worse. You you get and now the, there's more blood coming out. God damn it. Not like this. <laughs> you have a you have another attack if I'm not mistaken. 
That is a 16. Yeah. After really fumbling through this, you finally, you get the, the, the arteries back together and you, I think you'd probably have to seal it up. So um, maybe, I think you need, I think you need help from uh, the interns to actually get this, this, this jugular vein sealed. Cool. So Grace, we're getting Grace in there. Grace finally gets to the table. And can you describe what the spell looks like, Sawyer? So the materials are the two copper pieces that need to be laid on the eyes. So Grace starts with that. And then she takes that pinch of salt. She sprinkles it on the patient like she's trying to season a roast. She says her (laughs) magical words. And Gentle Repose is cast. In this case, Gentle Repose is going to keep this near corpse from deteriorating into an actual corpse. Because right now this patient is only mostly dead. Right. <sighs> Mechanically, uh, I'll, I don't think that's full advantage, but I think it would help give, let's just say it gives Morgan a little a little extra. We'll give him up like a plus two. Okay, cool. Because they're I'll more alive. <laughs> so, all right, next, we're back to the top. But it's it's to you. You're almost there, Doctor. I love me to a shift. And I'll just cast Mage Hand, which is totally sterile, and use it to kind of pinch all that jugular meat together a little more cleanly. That's really cool. I like that, actually. And I guess that'll be just me doing the help action. Cool. Help action's great. That uh, that gives advantage. Cool. Dr. Jackson, let's finish up this arm. Another 16. You got it. You get all the way around with the stitches. You can step back and maybe have the unseen servant place the arm in like a resting position. Yeah, the unseen servant just sets it down, and that's my turn. Doctor Winston, can you right. bring it home? All right, I sew up more of the neck. <laughs> that's a ten total. Ooh, I'm gonna say you don't make it worse, but you don't make it better. Oh wait, no. Did you do the you get plus advantage? Two? Oh, I get advantage though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a 22. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing. Did you, did you add the extra from the repose? I didn't. 26 or 24, whatever. 24. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, you get the neck sealed. And now this gnome is pale and, you know, they got the red around the eyes, but... They have all their limbs back in the original places with minimal scarring. And the heart monitor does the beep, beep, and it's stable again. And everybody can relax. Well done, doctors. Another life saved. I'm so sorry I didn't check for the blood type. Uh, I should have known that blood type is so important to gnomes. Yes, I'm afraid that I have to admit there were mistakes all around. Including by my own hand. You know what? Sometimes you just gotta learn when to know your gnomes. Got a little hairy there, but we pulled through. Good job, everybody. There is uh, a... And you can see outside of the OR is Chaz. He's got a clipboard under his arm. He's just, oh yeah, just, oh. Percival's rolling his eyes. I hate that guy. What, Chaz? What do you guys have against Chaz? <laughs> All that man cares about is money. Yeah, this must be some wealthy patient or potential donor. That's the only reason he would ever bother to come down into the theater with us. 
you guys finish up in the OR and you go uh, scrub out or whatever. Do they say scrub out? I think scrub, scrub out, out is the term. Yeah, so you guys, you guys scrub out and cool. uh, Chaz is waiting for you, you know, is waiting for you just outside the room. And when you come out, he approaches Dr. Winston and Dr. Jackson. And he goes, oh, that was, that was, uh, you know, it's a, pl- it's a pleasure to watch. You know, that's just, you guys did uh, really, really pulled it out there, you know. Uh, I appreciate the kind words, Chaz, but it was a hairy one. Uh, of course. I mean, this is, this is, you know, some of the most extreme work in the world, you know. Here, we pride ourselves here, obviously, at Dangerfield General of, you know, doing some of these surgeries that no one else would touch with a 10-foot pole. I mean, honestly, think about it. And you know what? It's it's really impressive, and last night was really impressive as well. You know, I heard about that, and uh, yeah, so here here's the deal. The, you know, the mayor is you know, really grateful that you've, you know, saved his son and everything, and uh, he wants you guys, he, you... He wants Doctor. He wants you guys, Doctor Jackson and Doctor Winston, uh, to come to the gala tonight. And you know, from uh, just a funding perspective, you know, you gotta do these things. You gotta rub elbows and like really grease the wheels a little bit. And you know, you guys, you guys are getting a little prestige. You know, it's a it's it's a it's a good opportunity to do something for the hospital. The and he has a little like invitation. He's like, there's all the details there. But uh, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you there tonight. Cool. Have fun saving lives. He butt walks away. And the invitation is not for you. Have fun saving lives. What a comment. He had no idea what we're doing out here. I hate this thing, but sometimes you just gotta play the game. On the card it says, what's the name of the town? Let's do Brickwell. Well, Brick- Brickwell. Well? What would be Brickwell? Oh, of course. It's the city of Brickwell. This is the Masons Gala. Nice. Oh, okay, nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah, stonework. Makes sense. Yeah, it's the big... The masons are the big, you know... Uh, although masonry is stonework, of course. Yeah, but whatever. Clay, stone, it's all the same. Oh, sorry whatever. sorry to all you masons listening yeah, out there. Yeah, exactly. Stoneworkers who are big fans of the pod. We're going to just erase somebody here. I don't know who it is. But, <laughs> but the big industry in town is the masons. And, you know, the masons are the strong guild. And, you know, they have in the big fancy gala. And it says, you know, masons gala... 7 p.m. City Hall. Well, I guess I'll have to find something to wear other than green. And I pull up my little green scrubs. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Uh, so uh, so Chaz struts off, but two other people come up. It's Nora and also Chadwick, who's, like, taking the second second fiddle, right? Percy, there's a, a, a patient who wants to see you. He's he's one of mine, but he, I he I, I thought it would be good if you, if you uh, spoke with him. All right. Well, I guess I got a few hours before I got to go to this gala. Tell me about the patient. I can tell you on the way. Let's uh let's let's go. Okay. So we're walking. Cool. All right. So you guys head off, and then um, Chadwick is there. Uh, so you guys leave, leaving Chadwick with uh, Doctor Winston and Chiron. He, he looks at you guys and kind of smiles nervously. It was a fun, uh, it was an exciting surgery there, right? It's another, another good one. I'd love, certainly love to get in there, uh, uh, Dr. Winston. But, uh, uh, but anyways, uh, uh, Chiron, um, could you come take a look at, uh, the, at the Croupon case? There's been some developments. Yes, of course. Uh, take me there now. They head off. I am beat after the second surgery in 24 hours. 
I get out of all my bloody scrubs and I rinse off, head back to my office and just to think back on the, the, the events of the day, think about places where maybe I could have done a little better, where something may have gone wrong and I'm just gonna pull out, pull out a bottle of, of what, Sawyer? You're the alcohol man here. Elven tequila. I pull out a bottle of elf tequila. Is it like in your desk? Yeah, of course. Oh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, I go to my desk, I sit back. Actually, wait, hold on. I don't like tequila for Winston. Okay, not, well that's too, that's what I'm asking he's you. Too Tell me, Winston, to drink thing. tequila. This man is drinking a single malt scotch. Ooh, all right. So then I sit back in my desk, lean back in the chair, reach into one of my desk drawers, pull out a bottle of the scotch. And, you know, I just, you know, I just pour myself a little glass, just enough to take the edge off, maybe. And then I, I sip and I drift off as I get my short rest in. <laughs> All right. So why don't we now cut back to Dr. Jackson and Dr. Rice. She's taking you to the room of a patient. And it is a, let's say, a dwarf about your age and lying in the bed looking out the window. Uh, what's a dwarf name? Stoleg. Stoleg? Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Stoleg? Hi. Hi. Good, good to see you then. This is my, uh, uh, my colleague, uh, Dr. Jackson. And uh, he, he, also, he also fought in the War of the Redfields. And I, I, I just thought, maybe you'd want to talk to him. You know, it's, I'll leave you two to it. And she, like, backs out of the room. So now, can... I say that during the walk to the hall, I have a general idea of what my goal here is. Yeah. He came in for just something like arthritis or some sort of like a, like a broken wrist or something. But he really need like he needs somebody to talk to. And that's like a separate thing. Ah, so Battle of the Redfields, huh? What, what unit were you with? His eyes drift over from the window over to you and he, the 345th. The 345th? That's amazing. I heard you guys took down a four-man squad of giants with nothing but a pair of shovels and a bunch of rocks. <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's I suppose that's true. It was a hell of a thing we were in. Yeah, it was. So you're a doctor now? I always loved helping people and I just figured being a doctor was the right thing to do after the war. What have you been up to? I haven't really been up to anything. That's Sort of an issue for me. What do you like to do? Break rocks. You like break breaking hammer. rocks? <laughs> what is he in prison? <laughs> it's a Mason dwarf. Town. <laughs> it's a Mason Town, and he's a dwarf. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Broke my wrist, and then I, that made me realize that. You know, I I haven't really, I haven't really done much for the rest of my life. You you must have been a medic, right? That's right. I was a pit digger, you know, we'd dig the, the big pits and, uh, you know, cover them up, let the giants fall in. You know how it is. Those pits saved a lot of lives. Yeah. You did good work, and you still can. I'm going to see what I can do about that wrist for you. We're going to get you back out there. Well, I'm just breaking, I'm just breaking rocks down at the quarry for the, for the, what's it called that goes in between bricks? Mortar. 
mortar. Just breaking rocks to make mortar, and you know, it's, I don't know, I don't, it doesn't seem like things made sense to just go from one thing to the other, and then, you know, now that I break my wrist and I, and I can't do that anymore, and I wonder what else I've, I've done. I never had a family, or what's there gonna be? You know, I, I'm getting older, my wrists aren't as strong, and one day I guess I'll die, like a hundred years or something. <laughs> what is it gonna say? War of the Red Fields? I, I, I dug some holes and trapped some giants, beating them on the head with rocks, and I broke up some rocks, and that was it. That was up for all, all for old Stolek. You are much more than just a rock break. Don't let nobody tell you different. What we went through, people can't understand that. And what you did for this, for this nation to keep this land safe, that will never be forgotten. Everybody's heard of the stone throwers. What do I do next? What do I do when I get out of here? Well, you know what? Fun thing about freedom is you get to decide what you want to do for yourself. No one's telling you what to do. You just decide how you can best contribute to the world around you. And I hope that if you ever need someone to talk to, someone who understands what you saw and what you went through, you'll come find me. And then I'll roll persuasion, yeah? Yeah, why not? Okay, so that's a 15 on the die, and I need to... Fourteen total. <laughs> oh, it was a minus one. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. His face gets a little easier, and you know, the hairs on his beard bristle a little bit, and a bit of a smile. And he goes, "Maybe I'll do that once I get out of here." I, I appreciate you coming by. Um, Anytime, brother. Chiron was summoned by Chadwick to go check on precarious Brock Crouppon, the mayor's son, who was unceremoniously dumped in front of the ER the other night, and you guys saved his life. So maybe maybe we'll do the scene as we're walking there. Um, I'll get, get the deeds from Chadwick. So Chadwick, tell me what these complications are. He's running a temperature, and that's not really, it's not really what we expected. It could be an infection, could be something else. He's, uh, he's feeling a little under the weather, let's, let's just say that. Nothing to be panicked about yet, but rocky on the recovery. Was there anything in the toxicology reports to indicate long-term usage of elderberries? Could he be experiencing severe withdrawal symptoms? That's way above my head, but I'd love to postulate and say that. Just remember, Chadwick's the one who's trying to get... Chadwick's kind of... He's a little froggy, but not quite brave enough. He's, he's trying to hustle. <laughs> he's yeah. trying to hustle. He's on that medical grind. I respect it. And Chadwick, I feel like, I feel like we need to say what he looks like. He looks In like what? Chadwick Boseman. Oh, of course. Yeah, Chadwick just looks like Chadwick Boseman. Who was Black Panther, for y'all that, for for any of y'all that don't know, yeah. Chadwick looks like a younger Chadwick Boseman. I love it. I'd love to postulate. It seems like it could be toxicology, uh, some sort of withdrawal, could indicate an infection uh, in the uh, operating area, or something like that. (gasps) Infection in the operating area. My whole career could stake on this. We must hurry. All right, so you you get to the you get to the room. Brock is uh, he's sleeping. Chadwick, I'll, I'd li- I'm going to take his temperature again as well as his blood pressure. Please give me one of the rectal thermometers as well as the blood pressure measure. Uh, I'll prepare the patient for uh, further analysis. Would you need a rectal thermometer for a dragonborn? I do now. Well, you well, use you a the rectal thermometer. It's just that you're putting it in their cloaca. Exactly. Sorry, actually, I should say. I need the cloacal thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I think 
I think we're going to cut away from that scene <laughs> I think we're done with that scene. You don't want to go into the, down to that rabbit hole? All right, so, yeah, let's cut away from that scene. We're going to cut back to Dr. Jackson. You just went and talked to uh, Stoleg, and where would, you, where would you go after that? Uh, I think I'm probably heading down to the cafeteria. We've had, done some things. I'm ready for lunch. All right, cool. So you get there. It's like, you know, a normal day lunch rush. I don't know if you can skip in line this time. The morning was kind of a special deal. Mm-hmm. Here is where we need to start exploring some things that could have been how you betrayed Adam Sandvish. And it can't be something stupid and silly. No. I think so, it could be something like maybe I'm the reason he didn't get accepted to medical school. Huh. Right. Because I like... <laughs> or and... Nora used to be his wife or girlfriend. <laughs> I think that it's very thematic for the hospital shows if it's just that... He knows that you have a thing with with Nora, and it's like they did used to date. That's very low stakes that would be the world to the characters. Yeah, that's just good enough reason to not like somebody. Mode drama. It also, keep, it also keeps a lot of the innocence to your, uh, yeah. your romance. Well, it's a romance, but it's one of those... It's the McSteamy romance as opposed to the McDreamy, right? Exactly. exactly, yes. Five ways in which Dr. Jackson could have betrayed Adam Sandvish publicly blasted his signature cafeteria dish. One. One. Revealed he was using fake meat in one of the cafeteria dishes. Two. Two. Sandvich used to be a medical practitioner, and because of something that uh, uh, Jackson did, he lost his license. Three. 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 They used to be together on the hospital bowling team. Jackson didn't show up the day of the big tournament. Four. 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 And Jackson reported Sandvich for unsanitary food handling in the cafeteria and got him written up, which made him miss his big vacation. Five. Five. Five, five things. things. Am I the only one who kind of really likes the bowling thing? <laughs> it's fine if I am. I, no, I, you know, you know what, Sawyer? It's your character. We Sawyer, have so many romances Sawyer. already. No, 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 no. There's... Let, draw, drawing on, let's say, lived experience. Let's say that what happened with Adam Sandvich is that Dr. Jackson skipped out on the big bowling tournament because he was, for the first time, sleeping with Nora, who was a recent ex oh, of my Adam God. Sandvich. Oh, ooh, okay, there it is. Yep, there it is. Put them all together. I was wondering get? what you were going to do, Paxton. I was like, which painful experience that really happened is Paxton going to drop from? Oh, boy. <laughs> and so okay. Adam had to bowl all by himself. <laughs> he had to cover in the team slot. All right. I think we have to do the flashback. You get up to the front of the line and... You look up and lock eyes with Adam Sandvish. Hey there, Sandvish. Uh, I'm feeling pretty hungry. Why don't you make me a wrap? Perhaps a pinwheel? He says, I can't believe the way you act after what you did. I just cannot believe it. And now we're going to... Oh, Conrad. Love... It makes us do crazy things. Sometimes, even things that we regret. But you won't know 
Until next time on Day Players. Next time on Day Players. We're going to go back to six months ago. It's the night of the big hospital intramural bowling championship. I think the answer is another lemon trap. Now, I don't need no lemons, but if I need salt, I know where to find you. I wasn't trying to beat you down. I was trying to climb out of my hole. That, oh, you guys thought this was a medical show? Surprise, motherfuckers. You just go in and feel it. Could you imagine being able to taste the flavor of the blood flowing through your tongue? Ugh. <laughs> oh, ah. What, oh, what makes you that. say that we can't do it now? We're just used to the flavor. Oh, shit! <laughs> Fuck! That's Morton, give me some of your blood. Man, you could just you could just drink piss all day and just make it taste good. Yum, yum! <laughs> but you'd still be drinking piss. You would still have the problems from... Someone who but, drinks piss. But none, none of the difficulty. <laughs> none <Indeed>. of the... <laughs> uh, I've been lost at season 14 days.